Hey there, folks. How's everyone doing this week? It's Matt here welcoming you into yet another episode of the Inspired Incompetence podcast. A little different intro this week. Something uh, something came to our attention recently, and I wanted to make sure that all of you were aware of it, too. Um, first off, I feel like we may need to add a little context here. As you know, if you're listening to this episode, most likely, we have very often recently been referencing a little something called, uh, we either refer to it as the Power Dice or the LR Power Dice. And for those of you who are not on our Discord, and you should be, I just wanted to uh, give you a quick explanation as to what those are and their significance to us. So the LR in LR Power Dice refers to a certain individual known on our Discord as Lord Richter. Lord Richter is one of our earliest supporters and one of our most vocal and most generous. He's been with us since before we had a Patreon. He's been with us since our Swiss Army Scorpion days playing Skull and Shackles. He's been just a great guy to have around, and we appreciate everything he's done for us. But one thing that he has done that has seemingly changed the way that we game is he has sent each of us our very own set of dice from MetallicDiceGames.com. Now, Nick was the first one to realize that he seemed to get a bit of a, uh, a luck boost when he was holding the dice that was gifted unto him by Lord Richter. And this trend has passed on to the rest of us so that now we all have our own handy set of Lord Richter power dice and we all make sure that we have them in hand whenever we roll. And it seems to be helping. I mean, no one's died so far, right? So with that little bit of context out of the way, I wanted to do a special plug this week. Right now, you can go to MetallicDiceGames.com and right on their homepage, they're having a sale. You can buy a set of Misfit Metal Dice. That means it's going to be you know, a D20 of some design, a D10 of a different design, a D12, yet another design, etc., etc. And you can get those on sale. Right now, they are, I think they're like 16 US dollars. If you put in the code INSPIRE10, that's our code, you get 10% off the order and it gives us a little kickback too. And you can have your very own set of LR Power Dice. It's even right in the description on the website. That, that nice set of kind of misfit metal dice is now the official Inspired Incompetence LR Power Dice. So yeah, if, uh, if you've been wondering why we keep referencing the Power Dice and the LR Power Dice and who LR is, hopefully now you've got a little bit of context for it, uh, feel free. I encourage all of you to hop on over to our Discord. Come meet Lord Richter. He's a great guy. Come hang out with us if you want. I mean, we're always around too, but we're less entertaining, I think. But yeah, I just wanted to uh, to plug that, give you some context, give you guys a little shove over to MetallicDiceGames.com. It's a great website run by a great guy. And yeah, without further ado, let's get you guys into episode 37, Graveyard Mansion.
It's the Inspired Incompetence Podcast, an artificial intelligence network powered entirely by pickles with wires in them. How's everybody doing? <laughs> yep. Powered by pickles. I don't like pickles. Are we ever going to change that? I mean, Ooh, I, mean I, I, can't, I, like, I do like pickles. Also, I can't Yo, change whether are, or not you like pickles, but pickles I also do awesome. not like pickles. So. I'm not a big fan of pickles. I mean, I can oh, pickles have Pickles are great. It's not fun. Pickles, pickles are a wonderful snack. Yeah, I agree. She stopped at cucumbers. Also, what, oh, no, they, gonna... somebody took cucumbers and just like <laughs> added some pizzazz. <laughs> Dude, I don't know because I really like cucumbers. Cucumbers are good too, but I know they're pickles. basically the same thing. But I feel like they sh- they they should be treated differently because they're both so good. I really want to know the start of pickles. It was totally an accident. It was absolutely an accident. All right, but like someone's like, oh my that in their mouth, like. Hmm. So his friend was like, dude, do not eat that. And he's like, oh, just a little nibble. <laughs> well, and Crunch. probably, it was probably like an accident in the sense of like, like I don't know what's going to happen, but I want to see. Because like no, people have I been mean, preserving food with salt for ages. Yeah, I get the feeling ages, it was it was ages. purely like a preservative thing. Because yeah. like, they just wanted their cucumbers to last more than a few weeks after they pick them. So what do we do? Oh, we're just going to yeah. brine them in salt and vinegar. Yeah. And someone's like, dude, it is, that is not going to be a cucumber when you take it out of storage. And he's like, it's fine. All right. So we had a nice, wholesome episode last week. Hmm. Ended with everybody feeling real good about themselves and conscious. No. Lies. Yeah. Wait. I feel terrible. And in fact, I took decided I'll just take a sleep right here. <laughs> a little dirt nap. Yeah. All right. So you guys just finished re-killing the coffer crew. And uh, upon doing so, Yando and Utrid got a second dose of that trap that you guys triggered in the entryway. And both of them have fallen down and stopped moving. And seen. So uh, I see I'm outside. So... I guess I'll make my way back. Okay. You know what? I just see bodies in the doorway. Or <laughs> Rogiar, what are you doing? I would start heading back to the tomb, especially once I realize that no one else is coming out. Okay. And Vipira, what are you doing? So Vipira, like she's on the floor, kind of like rocking back and forth, as, as she uh, as I s- said before. Uh, She has her ears closed, um, eyes closed, and she's, like, sitting. After 30 seconds of, like, you know, kind of being in the quiet, she doesn't want to, like, leave herself wide open. So she's not going to, like, sit there for, like, five minutes or until somebody comes and fetches her. But she'll sit there for, like, 30 seconds. And, like, if she doesn't hear anything... She kind of wants to make her way back towards the entrance. Is this 30 seconds after you sat down or 30 seconds after the fighting stops? I would say when they left, uh, when everybody left the room. Okay. All right. So let's uh, let's go to Rogiar and Thalias. You return to the interior of Roslar's tomb and you find Yando uh, lying face down on the floor. And you see around the corner where you remember Uhtred being uh, also face down on the floor. Rogyar will fly right over to Uhtred 
and I guess they start like dragging him out of the tomb as we like, Elias, get Yando out of here too. Yando, no! I run over and I Yendo. I start um doing mouth-to-mouth resuscitation, giving him uh, <laughs> chest chest compressions. Make a heal Roll check. A heal check. Wait, don't you have that bead? Well, I don't want to waste it. <laughs> <laughs> that was the right answer. I'm proud of you. If you use that bead on Yondo or fucking Utra. <laughs> I was kind of hoping oh, for it. I think it's the only healing anybody yeah, has left. That was point. the yeah. only healing. Oh, okay. It's uh, 24 on the old heal check. Wow. Okay. So you uh, you do some quick... Um, I was just joking. About, yeah, I was just joking about the exact methods by which I was uh, healing this man, but <laughs> hopefully I've got something in uh, the bag. Yeah. Well, with a twenty-four, you see that he he's in bad shape, but he is still alive. Yes. All right. And and a twenty-four effectively uh, stabilizes him, so he's no longer dying. Oh, thanks, Shaylin. All right, I'll drag his ass out of here. All right. And uh, at about that time, uh, Vipera would. Have, casually uh, stroll out sna- yeah like snapped out of her uh her existential horror <laughs> yeah and that's not gonna be good for her psyche right now she was kind of hanging on by a thread as it was yeah. <laughs> and that, that went as bad as it possibly could for her all the coffer crew is dead and two of her current companions are out cold mm-hmm. so yeah Vipira, what do you do uh you you kind of like you take your hands off of your ears and like stand up and like dust yourself off you look around and, and it is just silence okay see that that's kind of what i was looking for so uh vipera stands up and she kind of uh brushes like some dust off of her and she knows she like she doesn't know how she's going to respond she knows that as soon as like she goes outside though it's going to be very tense. Um, so she's going to walk out the same way that she came in. Okay. You uh, you enter the uh, the main entrance and you don't see anybody, but you probably hear voices coming from directly outside. Yep. Well, scratch that, actually. You, you do see the uh, crumpled body of Trondus. Yeah, so Vipira just like kind of walks over to the body and kind of just gives like one last like kind of good look at Trondus. I I know you were still in there somewhere and that's why you guys left me alone. Have a good rest. And like Vipera just kind of like walks out. You exit the tomb and you find... Rogiar and Thalias standing over the unconscious bodies of Yondo and Uhtred. Vipira goes running over. Uh, oh, hey, Vipira. Nice to see you here as I wipe blood and sweat off my forehead. Never mind me. What's, the, what's their condition and what happened? What happened is you didn't help and we l- almost lost two friends. I don't know if you noticed this, Rogyar, but I lost three friends in there as well. And I don't know if you realize this, but none of them tried to harm me, which means that somewhere in there, they were still my friends. 
They didn't try to harm you because you were sitting there doing nothing. You weren't an active threat like you should have been. Vipira gives uh, Rogyar a very hard look. Rogyar returns it. Is Rogyar flying right now? Like, is he still hovering? Oh, yeah. Rogyar, take a look at yourself right now. You are not even on the ground. You've been playing with these powers since you had them. This, this is how you use them? You knew what we had left to expend today, and you went out of your way to create a problem for us. You went out of our way to let them leave. They were undead. They were abominations. They needed to be put down. And we told you that this would have been dealt with at a later time when we had the things to expend. Girl, you don't negotiate with abominations. You put them down. Just like your friends here? You put them down by not helping. You do not get to put that on me. Me and Thalias, we did our jobs. We stopped those undead from getting out and getting into the town. What did you do? Nothing. I made my decision in there. You went out of your way to go against it. That was on you. That you was don't make my decisions, girl. That's right. This is written in stone, Stonebuckle. And Vipira continues to help out in any way, shape, or form. Right now, uh, like, if anybody, like, looks off to, like, Vipira's, like, right hand, like, she is bleeding with her fingers indented into, like, her palms. She is mad. So what is everybody doing? If this guy's totally healed in a really short amount of time, then I'll work on Uhtred, but I was still working on Yendo if, uh, if I need to. Well, as as far as, like getting both Uhtred and Yando back on their feet. As far as I understand, that's not really an option. Okay. You have you have the the beat of healing and that's it. So you, you your heal check stopped Yando from bleeding out, but he is still unconscious. Mm-hmm. And it'll take like a full night's rest at the very least, depending on how negative he is, for him to wake back up. Same thing I imagine with well, Uhtred's got non-lethal damage. Yeah, Uhtred will so, wake up in a few hours, just yeah. kind of like resting, and he'll he'll, he'll he will heal that non-lethal quicker than Yando would heal. Right, his his damage. Okay, so they're both not gonna die on my watch here, like right under our nose. That's good. Yeah, we could probably throw him on the back of Elksy and just bring him to our like blind. I mean, the blind that is compromised. Oh, the um, yeah. Uh, where did, where did we sleep last night? Just in a random building? Yeah, well, as far as Rogier is concerned, I feel like we should camp out, if not, you know, right here in the graveyard, like, right outside of the graveyard, so that we can make sure nothing else tries to leave this fucking tomb. Uh, Vipira would have massive reservations about that. We have two unconscious bodies, and I'm not looking to fight more enemies with unconscious bodies i mean honestly like what rogar like would prefer to do is to camp out like in this entry room but not if there's going to be that fucking trap going off like every minute or whatever to, to knock us down uh and just so you guys know the graveyard's kind of my home so 
you know, try not to take offense here, but does Thelias have like a cottage or yeah, Thelias have like a shack in the sleep graveyard by the tombstones? <laughs> Jesus, I always pictured Thelias having a you know little gravekeeper's. Uh... You're a gravekeeper. You're not the undertaker. <laughs> Got his little hammock. <laughs> no, usually they have a little setup on the grounds. Yeah, yeah, they have like, like a, a cottage. Like a sh- I think it's just like a shack for like keeping their gravekeeping equipment. I don't think they have like a house. No, I usually mean, you like go to any graveyard the and there's yeah. you go to any cemetery. There's a house. Yeah, 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 no, yeah Matt's you, right. There is. Yeah, yeah. They, okay. they usually have a house like tucked away, uh, like a unseen yeah. portion. Oh, okay. Or not easily seen. Vipera looks at the lies. Can can you just heal Utrid? Thank at, God, someone finally said at it. At the very least, like get him up. Yeah, I look at my hands that are all bloody. I'm working on it. Thanks. I rummage through my bag, pull out the bead, try not to get blood on it, say my prayers, and toss Utrecht to heal. Not because Vipira told me to, because I was going to do it anyway. Obviously. (laughs) (laughs) It seemed like it. Uh, 17. Ooh. So that takes care of all my non-lethal and brings me up to 31 out of 39. Nice. nice. Wow. Yeah. Yep. That was a big hill. That that sh- the ablet of shield spell that you have is really really nice for like yeah. patching patching up after a fight. I had to do something to kind of mitigate the only thirty nine HP. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I might be finding myself unconscious a fair amount. You and me both. <laughs> All right. Well, Utrid is now conscious. <coughs> oh. Yeah. Let it out. Oh. Let it out. <coughs> Elias, what happened? Well, I don't know. That room over there, point, is trapped. Got you twice. Uh, twice? It, it went off again? Uh, yeah. Uh, that's highly unlikely. I kind of, like, sit myself up, take a little good-sized breath, and stand up. Standing up? Well, the good news is you're well, uh, you're doing better than our friend over here. Is anyone else hurt? Uh, I mean, a, a, a little scratched up, but yeah, nothing as severe as what you and Yando had. We were awake the whole time. Oh, I he like looks over at Yando and Elias. Do you have any more of that life juice? Fresh out of life juice. Oh, that's but that's not good. I did stabilize him, and he's not actively dying on us. He looks pretty unconscious, and he's certainly not feeling well. But he won't die for now. Well, if you have no more heals left, I don't think it's wise for us to clear the tomb right now. No, no, we should we should go far from danger. All of us well, should rest up and get some heals back. We can't go too far. <laughs> Look over at Yendo. Yeah, I know. Well, no, I meant I was willing to let those three leave and go into the town because we knew they would be in the town. We go too far and can't see what's coming out. We can't keep track of it. Yeah. Keepers got a point there. We should uh we should probably find a a building not too far from the cemetery just uh yeah. so we can prevent whatever else might be coming out of this tomb now. Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah. Rogyard, do you, do you still have that stone of alarm by chance? I I think you took it. Oh, um yeah, yeah, it should be right here. 
Okay. And he rummages around in his backpack for a minute. Ushid will put his hand out, like, uh, for when you find it. So, yeah, I yeah, rummage around and I hand it to, to Uhtred. Thank you, Rogar. Ushid's going to walk up and close the doors to the tomb and put the stone of alarm on it and say, uh, this should let us get a little bit more distance from the graveyard. And when we hear the, if, if we hear the alarm go off, we know we need to come and see what's coming out of the tomb. The stone of alarm. This stone cube, when given the command word, affixes itself to any object. If that object is touched thereafter by anyone who does not speak the command word, the stone emits a piercing screech for one hour that can be heard up to a quarter mile away. Oh, quarter mile. Right. There is no official scale on the Roslar's Coffer map, and as far as I can tell, there's no other like context or reference. I'm going to say it's mile across. So a quarter mile would get you so Did, i'd i'd say a quarter mile would be like anywhere in this quarter okay. of the map and did we establish that there was a grounds gravekeeper shack which i'm pretty sure is clearly this thing right here yeah not sure. like like cottage sure yeah that's probably what that is there's there is another one well that's probably there's like a, a shrine structure or something statue yeah i don't know <clears throat> Yeah, uh, I just kind of assumed those were like other mausoleums or something. I mean, it's okay if we stay in one of the ones out here. I don't really care. I just figured this would allow us to not have to like sleep on, you know, next to a gravestone. Right. Yep. Yeah, and also, um, I'm pretty disappointed to learn that I don't have a house. <laughs> you would have a house <laughs> even if it wasn't in the cemetery. All right, yeah. So we we can say that this building at the the southern end of the map in the cemetery is like a little a little like groundskeeper's Man- uh, mansion l- uh, yeah groundskeeper's mansion <laughs> i.e. Haggard's hut <laughs> in the cemetery that uh, that Thalias was probably given by uh, the taxpayers of Roslar's coffer as the groundskeeper so you can stay in there or you're also sure that if you uh, if you stayed in any of the buildings like adjacent to the cemetery fence, those would also be within distance of the stone alarm. Also, Nick take a hero point for remembering the stone, and also that was a really good idea putting it on the door of the tomb. Yeah. And then Tom, Matt, and Joe, I want each of you. I want to give each of you a hero point for your sick role playing. Oh. Uh, yeah. At the beginning of the session. Sweet. Uh, Christmas cool. came early, boys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, Vipera might, uh, she will pipe up if you put the stone there. No, I do. If we put the stone here and we're already concerned that things are going to leak out, wouldn't we be more concerned that it would draw more things to the entrance? If it if they hear a loud noise like that, I think you're probably right, my peer. But it, I'm not more. I'm more concerned about something getting out and us not knowing about it than all of them coming at once. Yeah, that's pretty. I don't want that. And be a nasty thing for us to try and deal with. But I'd rather know anything that's gone in or out. I'm also, b- if if we get warning that something is coming out, we can 
bottleneck whatever is in there in this doorway rather than having to try and track it down in more open areas. We still have one unconscious person and we don't have any healing right now. You're... That, that's why we're trying to rest and not right. pushing forward. But we're creating a situation that might... Mites and ifs, girl. We need to, we need to protect what's left of this town. And this is how we do that. We need to protect us. If you were there at the boneyard, she specifically stated that we ourselves are Rossler's coffer, not the town. This is different. If we want to invite every single undead thing inside Rossler's tomb outside, then yes, let's keep that there. Sure, let's bottleneck them while we have an unconscious body with us. Vipira, I I totally hear what you're saying, and it's it's it is a problem. And no, it's not a good thing if they come. But we have we're already in a bad place and have a problem. I, I don't think not doing anything for the chance that it might get worse is the best course of action. The one question that I have on my mind is: What were those three afraid of? They were they were afraid to fight something is it that it was the spirit remember and if it's still there can it not fend us if she's not still there we like we helped it we fulfilled it and it disappeared it that's how we got into the cemetery glad you brought up the spirit yeah because we never got our boon yeah so it's been two sessions since <laughs> that happened and two combats since yep. that happened uh so that this is uh this is totally on me we we got like i was this like this is why we it? all just got those hero points <laughs> yeah <laughs> so there um so i uh so i was like how about a hero point if anybody can name at least uh, what like seven or eight yeah it was eight uh eight, yeah. deceased npcs uh, and nobody could, and I was like, "Haha, here's my list. I'm better than you." And uh, then we moved on. And I, but like, that was just for a hero point. You guys did the ritual, which was performing a eulogy for Roslar's coffer. Between all of you, you made the skill checks that were required, and you accomplished that. And yeah, I kind of skated over that completely by accident. We just like moved on. So yes, you would have all seen the spirit like leave this earth you know, as its like duty is fulfilled. Uh, and in exchange, uh, you all would have received the ability to grant, to cast a spell on yourselves as an immediate action. That spell is greater her heroism. So greater heroism uh, grants the target a plus four morale bonus on attack rolls, saves, and skill checks and grants them immunity to fear effects and a number of temporary hit points equal to the caster level. For how long? Because <laughs> uh, we could have used every single one of those things in this <laughs> yeah, last combat. Yeah, okay, hold on. Let me, let me like, just get all the information out there. Uh, <laughs> hold the pitchforks for just a second. I got mine ready. It's okay, because uh, I, I got a lighter going to the torch. It's like yeah. waiting. All right, all right, all right. Um, it's, uh, let's see, it's ninth level. Uh, it would cast it at ninth level. So you gain, so you would have also gained nine temporary hit points. Uh, the duration is one minute per level. So it would have lasted for nine minutes. So 
you can cast this on yourself as an immediate action one time within 24 hours. Okay. So I'm going to start that counter now. Uh, that's so gracious of you. <laughs> I, I'm just kidding. I'm not even like salty. <laughs> it's better than nothing. Yeah. Well, you know what it is? It's more like ignorance was bliss, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and now we get it for the whole clear. Yeah. No harm, no foul. Good thing Yando couldn't hear that. <laughs> also, the spell says uh, immunity to fear effects. For our campaign, that is uh, fear resistance, as uh, Thalias has it. All right. So to the Gravekeeper's Mansion. Yeah. It better be well appointed, too. On my Gravekeeper's salary, I'm sure I was making big bucks. Wait! Wait, 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 wait. So we put that lock on the well, not a lock. We put that alarm on the door. What about the pile of bones? Is that just sitting out next to the door still? Yeah. Mm, are we worried about that at all? Elias is definitely worried about that. You think that'll reanimate? Uh, yeah, I do think that'll reanimate. What Ooh. makes you think that? I don't know. <laughs> because there's negative energy pulsing through the tomb, so maybe we should at least move it away from right next to the tomb. But Elias buried like. Buried like three bones. <laughs> three bones, yeah. So it's he did bury fine. the head bones. <laughs> yeah, but in this case, the head bones aren't connected to the neck bones. It's just an amalgamation of bones. Right, right. Um, I'm worried about it now. Before we leave <laughs> there, Thalys is gonna clean up the bones and put them somewhere less dangerous and in different pieces. Okay. I mean, there's a lot of like recently disturbed graves that are just gaping holes in the earth that you can just kind of yeah i'll try to put them back um together you know <laughs> but i'm gonna do this throw them in the river kind of quickly so throw up the river tom i'm a grave keeper not a river keeper yeah what's the matter jesus with you? trained my whole life for this moment you think i'm just gonna throw them in the river you said you're gonna try to reassemble the bones well these are all people who i knew from the i mean not necessarily closely knew but Right, and I work with bones kind of a lot, so maybe I do like a really sick gravekeeper role and put everyone back together and bury them where they're supposed to go, and and we're all set. How many bones do you think this okay. thing is? Because you're saying people as in like five or more. Uh, all right, this is Sally's femur. Yeah, yeah. Trevor's L <laughs> nine. As gravekeeper, Thalias color-coded everybody's skeletons before burying just, them. Just in just. case this ever arose. Dude, I got a system, right? <laughs> so I'm just going to assume that all checks out, and I'm going to roll gravekeeper. Sure. Profession gravekeeper, let's see uh, Let's see uh, what you do. Oh, God damn it. I should have used my hero point. As you're assembling them, I think Uchard would come over and be like, Elias, not to tell you how to do your job, but you, you know people have two arms and two legs, and that's it, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, okay. Because you're saying, yeah. Ex yeah. Except for Jeremy the Spider Johnson over here. <laughs> Everybody knew that he had four of each. So I rolled a nine on refreshing game keeper, so uh, I suspect you're not too far off there, Nick. <laughs> I mean, I I feel like instead it would probably just dawn on you what a what a task I've set for myself. A, yeah, it's like it's that's going to be a time-consuming project. Yeah, 
something that if if that's some and honestly like that that would be fucking awesome like if the last was like any free time i have that is spent in this grave graveyard i'm going to spend i'm going to commit this task to well i was thinking for my uh, uh my night watch right assuming we're doing watches i would go around the old yeah. stomping grounds and just clean up anything i can okay uh so for now, I'll just so, I mean, I'll do a rush job. You know, the nine is sort of like a oh yeah, well these bones and we'll separate these and well, I don't know, I'll put that yeah. over there. So like maybe we'll just call it like your first shift. Yeah. Of doing this was just kind of like I'm gonna like just all of the, I mean it might sound silly, but like all the skulls are right here, like all the all the hip bones are over here, like yeah. just kind of like getting everything compartmentalized. You're doing your prep work. In, yeah, in preparation for this enormous task. That's the ticket. People nowadays, they think gravekeeping's all about dig a hole, throw it in, cover it up. There's so much more that goes into there it. There really is. Way more than you would think. <laughs> okay, uh, what's everybody else doing while uh, while Uhtred is... Uhtred? ...puttering around. Uhtred? While Thalias, while Thalias is puttering around. I mean, Rogiar would just be, I guess prepping the the shack to to house us for the night like just clearing away any debris and you know making sure we all have a spot on the enough floor. space yeah i assume thalias will sleep on his own bed that lucky bastard yeah that'd be cool you guys can stay in the master um the master suites i have they're at the end of the uh, corridor next to the garden over on the east wing <laughs> By the library, which is next to the conservatory in the sitting room. <laughs> if you reach the dining room, you've gone too far. We're much too far. <laughs> Just watch out for the servants' quarters. I don't go down there. As Thalias is like giving you all these directions, he's just pointing to the same room <laughs> over and over again. He's a dreamer. <laughs> Can I make a perception check? No. Oh. I, okay. Ooh. An unnatural 20. And specifically what I'm looking for is, I imagine it was like pretty obvious in like what structures were left kind of standing, whether like somebody had been in there or not. I imagine like when the explosion went off, like dirt and dust and shit got all kicked up. Mm-hmm. Does the Elias' place... Show any indication that somebody might have been in there after the explosion? Ooh, that's a good question. Yeah, that is a good question. Uh, so with a 20 perception check, you do see some signs of uh, disturbance in uh, inside this shack. Really? But it doesn't look like... It doesn't look thorough or... Uh, like heavily trafficked it it could just be from somebody walking in and somebody walking out yeah but the spirit told us she contained the undead into the tomb no she was what she said she contained the undead within the cemetery Uh, and because they couldn't leave they kind of all made their way into the tomb gotcha so it was either the undead or we don't know how long it took for the spirit to like conjure, I guess, for the lack of a better word. Yeah. I mean, we do know it's only been what, like, not even two weeks since this event right. happened. 
what areas? Any that will do any of the areas that look affected look like you know they might be a trunk or a cabinet. I detect magic. That's what I want to do. I knew I'd get there. Wow, 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 wow. Thalias, did you have any magic items that you left lying around? <laughs> I don't think so. Uchard, you don't find any traces of magic. All right, cool. This is a not non magical home. Okay, you can magic outside. No magicking inside. That's what you guys do. Hunker down till tomorrow. All right. I'll, uh, at some point while we're hunkering down, I will take out my Haro card and I want to send right on it and say, Hold on. Didn't you already send a message? Like yeah, three so days ago. Yeah, That's but you cool need then. to wait for you need to wait for a response from Keisha Keisha before oh, you can send well another then one. I'll take the card out and look at it. Is there a response? Alright, so Uhtred, you take out your Harrow card and you see that uh there is a message written on it. It says My condolences. Please keep me posted. I hope you can solve the mystery. And then there's a sad face. I want to write back Help the spirit of Rossler's coffer discovered Rossler had a great secret. Do I, is that is that? It's hard to gauge. Like, can I say more? I know it's supposed to be like quick. So I don't, yeah. That a, okay, that's fine. Okay, and you know that with time, Kishikish will receive that message and respond. So you guys uh, start watches. I got second watch. I'll take first. Rogar's kind of torn here. Like, obviously, normally I just do third watch with Uhtred, but at the same time, Rogar doesn't really trust Vipera right now. So I think Rogar's going to stay up and do first watch with Vipera. Well, then Vipera's oh. going to sleep. What? If Vipera notices that Rogar is going to stay up with her, she's absolutely just going to go to bed. Okay, then I guess Vipera's not doing a watch. Okay, Rogar, give me a perception check. Ooh, 15. He is still seething. Very much so. You uh, don't notice anything out of the ordinary. You do anything on your watch? Other than spend probably an inordinate amount of time staring daggers at Vipera's sleeping form. <laughs> she didn't do anything in the fight. Now she's not even doing a watch. Yeah, that's about it. If nothing happens, then I uh, wake up Thalias for his watch. Like, nudge him with like a little little gust of air oh by the way Elias. um instead of sleeping in my own bed i've got yando in my bed and i'm on the floor next to him <laughs> okay hello it's your turn for watch buddy all right keep an eye on yando i'm just kidding go to sleep <laughs> i pick up my stuff and go get elksy uh rook air will take Thalias' spot you know on the floor there i kept it nice and warm I'll, like, keep you into company just in case something happens, too. Nice. All right. Uh, so, Thalias, what are you doing on your watch? Uh, I think me and Elksy are going to go uh, check out the old graveyard and just, uh, well, one, make sure no one's going to fuck us up while we're sleeping. That's always priority number one. And then priority number two so I can work on those bones. I can fix up some graves. I can teach Elksy what it's like to be a gravekeeper and uh, reminisce about my... Uh, my time before all this nonsense happened. 
you tell her tell him stories and yeah all right so uh between all of those things uh give me a perception check okay and do you spend any more time uh kind of like trying to bring order back to the cemetery yeah definitely unless that means fighting monsters in the cemetery then no <laughs> no just uh maybe working on bringing more of those uh, re- rearranging some more skeletons yeah. Uh, yeah 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 just kind of all right the hierarchy is one make sure my me and my team doesn't die two you know bond with elksy and kind of show them around and you know increase that bond and three while we're doing that be fixing up the graveyard okay so what are our perception checks yeah i got a 10 and elksy got a 14 okay and uh why don't you give me a profession gravekeeper check again yeah i'm gonna roll a good this time 18 okay you get quite a lot accomplished in your watch you're back in your in your element you kind of know this graveyard like the back of your hand so you're capable of just kind of taking like patrols much farther away from the shack than you might otherwise be comfortable doing while still like keeping an eye on it and like just kind of knowing where everything should be nice and it just and it allows you to do a do a lot more like repairs and upkeeps to the cemetery than uh you might otherwise have to do sweet your watch ends all right i wake up uh well i wake up one of the next ones oh wait uh, there's only there's only there's one only... next one yeah. yeah yeah so uh utrid utrid what wake up what? we uh <sighs> we did a secure into the perimeter and uh everything looks great out there i mean it's still kind of a shitty graveyard but i'm gonna make it better i'm gonna make this place nice but uh mm. i know that's i'm gonna nice. sleep so that's good for you, Elias, but remember, our mission is to get out of here. He must have worked hard. Ow, he tracked mud in here. Inside <laughs> his own house. Well, I mean, we got people sleeping in here. So, let, let me uh, back up for just one second. And uh, while Uhtred and Thalias are... Uh, conversing like right like right after like they finish their dialogue you guys hear a loud piercing alarm and it immediately wakes all of you up <sighs> it happens before we like are rested I believe Utrid would be rested at this point as would Vipera would I have as time to prepare spells no that takes an hour and Yando actually would have technically rested as well when the alarm goes off he uh his eyes do open he looks he looks like it is painful for him to to like get up he kind of like forces himself up and he's what is going on where are we what happened and meanwhile just yeah it's okay Meanwhile, outside, you see her like, wah, 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 wah. Wee, wee, wee. <laughs> well, at the first sound of the alarm, Uhtred's going to cast Dancing Lights, because I imagine it's dark out now. Yes. Yeah. Um, and yeah, when Yendo starts kind of freaking out, Rogar will be like, what? Wait, what? Oh, the alarm. Shit. Um, 
Yeah, no, it's okay. Just stay here. You're in no condition to fight. We'll take care of this. <laughs> My, everything hurts. And Rogar just literally flies out of the room and out of the cottage. When you guys uh, look outside, you see right across the uh, the path uh, lies Roslar's tomb. And the doors have opened, and you see several undead figures shambling their way out of the door. Everybody roll initiative. Okay. Thalias. Six. Rogyar. Fifteen. Uhtred. Seventeen. Vipira. Vipira with a five. Okay. Up first is skeletons. And uh, everybody is currently in the shack right now. So, like, I have Thalias and Elxy as, like, being outside the shack. But you're all inside the shack. And the skeletons, they just kind of start meandering. Uh, but it is now Uhtred's turn. Okay. Uhtred is gonna step out of the shack. Uh, was that about 5, 10, 15 feet away from the red that's a zombie? That'll put you 20 feet away from the red skeleton. Yeah, I'm sorry. So yeah, he'll be 20 feet away from the red skeleton and he'll say Over here, you undead! And cast... Wait, sorry, one second. Um, I missed a couple things. I wondered why you said multiples. <laughs> I was like, there's one yeah. fucking zombie. Yeah. Well, so, so far you can see four skeletons and one zombie. So, sorry, uh, Nick, go ahead. Okay, so he's going to cast a Disrupt Undead spell at 10. Nice. Okay. It's a ranged touch attack, and that's a 24 to hit. 24 hits their touch AC. <laughs> so they take 1d6 of positive energy damage. Yeah, and there's no save. Nope. That's pretty awesome. Yep. So he takes 4 damage. Especially since Uhtred doesn't have major armor or any of his defensive spills available to him. He's got a pot shot. Yeah. Okay, so red takes 4. A skeleton takes 4. All right. Uh, Rogar. Okay. Uh, yeah, like I said, Rogier literally just flies out of the shack and, you know, straight up into the air as, as far as he can with his one movement. And he will take a shot at the blue skeleton. Okay. Probably just needs the the, uh, the distance infusion, but I'm not going to empower it. It's a 21 to hit. 21 hits. That's 23 damage. Okay. That is going to destroy that skeleton. Actually, I'm, so I'm looking at... I was like, yeah, I'll, I record uh, Uhtred's damage that he just dealt, and we'll move on. Uh, Uhtred, you destroyed that skeleton. <laughs> so four points of positive energy damage destroys that one skeleton, and uh, then 21 points of bludgeoning damage destroyed the other one. <laughs> okay, uh, Thalias, it's your turn. Okay. I'm going to start shoveling. Are you on Elksy? No, I think we're going to fight together. Okay. Not on top of each other. So I had to make a move action. I moved up, uh, looks like, 15 feet. And I'm going to shovel him. Okay. And since we are on the tail end of uh, your watch, would you have been wearing your armor? Oh, yeah. I always put my armor on for my watch. You're saying I didn't, like, I didn't even get to lay down? Right. Yeah, yeah, you haven't even taken it off oh, yet yeah. to lay down before this alarm. Right. Went like off. I said, you're like, yeah, yeah. your turn, Uhtred, nothing to report. Okay, perfect. Boop, boop, boop. <laughs> yeah, then I still got my armor on. That's handy. Oh, oh my. 20. 
Uh, are you attacking the skeleton or the zombie? Uh, the blue boy there. It looks like a zombie. The blue icon in front of you is a zombie. Yeah. Okay, so what are what are we looking at? 20. 20 hits? 10 damage. That's a max roll for a single oh. shovel swing. All right. I should have power attacked. What a fool I've been. Oh, well, I'm just... Uh, <laughs> I'm overtired. I'm not thinking clearly. Okay. Alexi. You feel... You feel about half of your shovel's damage get absorbed from the zombie's, like, puffy, spongy flesh. What? Well, let's see if I can gore him with a 12. And by I, I mean Elksy. A 12 will not gore. Dang. All right. Oh, was he... Wait. Was he charging? Elksy's always charging. Even in his sleep. Well, that's a plus two to your attack. Okay, 14. Good looking out, Tom. Okay. And I, I'm sorry, I was looking at the wrong stat block. A 12 would have hit, but a 14 extra hits. Oh, perfect. Six damage. Way to go, Alexi. High five. And that's a gore, so that's piercing damage. So, okay. Uh, Vipira. Vipira rushes on in. 5, 10, 15, 20. And she's going to uh, she's going to move off to the side of Elksy. And she is going to claw claw. Well, one claw. Oh, right. One claw. Keep on forgetting. It's going to be a 23 to hit. 23 will hit. Eight damage. And that's at the zombie that Elksy and the lies were hitting. Yep, 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 yep. The softened up one, right. you mean. Mm-hmm. Softened up indeed. And Viperia, your claws just kind of like tear apart the zombie's flesh and just gross, wet fluids and sacks of innards just come spilling out and the zombie collapses destroyed. Ew. (laughs) You're not you're not happy about that. No. Zombies turn and uh another zombie comes lumbering out of the tomb to uh pretty much take the place of the one that you just killed. Uh but that ends its turn. Was that provoked from Vipera as it shambles out? Um sure. 17 to hit. 17 hits. 6 damage. Skeletons turns. Green Skelly's going to 5 foot step to the west. And he's going to uh, he's gonna swipe at Thalias with two claws. I can take it. Natural 20. Oh! And a 12 to confirm. Ah, just hits. That probably won't even hurt right. that much. And second claw. An unnatural 20. That doesn't hit. You take three points of damage from the first claw. Whew. And uh, Vipira, you're going to get two claws from the orange skeleton who stands in the doorway of the tomb. Natural 20. Oh, my God. Yeah. Jeez. And a natural one to confirm. <laughs> Second claw. Sounds about right. 14 to hit. Does not hit. Okay. So that first claw deals three points of damage. Ooh. What I recovered overnight. And we're back to Uhtred. I'm going to cast another Disrupt Dead at the green skeleton. All right. So oh, 23 to hit. 23 hits. What was your damage for that um, Disrupt Undead? A whopping one. Okay. And that was the green skeleton, correct? Yep. Rogiar, it's your turn. Okay. Uh, Rogiar will kind of float over five feet. And uh, take a shot at that green skeleton that Utra just hit. Okay. 28 to hit. That'll hit. And 24 damage. You destroy the skeleton. 
All right, team. Elias. Well, I guess I'll uh, continue my work this time with a full round power attack. Hell yeah. All right. 19. 19 hits. 13 damage. And for the second hit, 11. Wait, hold on. Yeah, uh, Vipera had already taken some da- uh, dealt some damage to that one, so that 13 finishes off the red zombie. Yes! Okay. And uh, take a five-foot step forward, and my second attack for an 11. Nice. Uh, 11 does not hit the skeleton. Yeah, I didn't think so. That was just a distraction for Elksy coming in with the gore. <laughs> 17. 17 hits. Motherfucking nine damage. Wow. Uh, skeletons also have some DR. Yeah. Which uh, Elksy's piercing antlers did not bypass. Yeah, that's all right. However, apparently there are delicate little flowers, and that skeleton is still destroyed by Elksy's horns. Yes! <laughs> what a beast. Taste my absolute pain. And uh, as the, the the skeleton bones collapse to the floor in a xylophobic uh, cacophony, uh, you guys hear a clatter from behind you as uh, Yando kind of like stumbles out of the door, like leaning against the frame, like bow half drawn. And he's just, uh, undead, where are they? And he like looks around. He's got his bow like half trained. He's whipping it back and forth. But you guys have uh, seem to have dealt with the last of them. And then it's just Vipira th- like takes the stone and like uh, throws it to uh, Uhtred. Like her goal is to stay in front of that door as the first line of defense, uh, unless if Uhtred comes up and uh, takes the stone within the next turn. Uh, do I need to roll a knowledge arcana to figure out how to turn it off? No, you can just turn it off as a standard action. Okay, then I turn it off. It turns off. Doom, doom, doom. <laughs> Crisis averted. <laughs> <laughs> L- so what do you guys do now? A little late on that call. <laughs> I'm going to go to sleep if I can. Um, That's sort of my... I look around and say, so uh, you guys got it from here, right? No more yeah. danger. I should, we should try and finish our rest. Yeah. <laughs> okay, come on, Elksy. Hey, Yendo, nice to see you're up. How you feeling, pal? Horrible. Okay, well, better than unconscious, eh? No. I told you we had this, Yendo. You should have stayed in bed. Yeah, it wasn't exactly enough information to go off of, Rogia, but I can see that you were, that you were correct. Oh my god, everything hurts so much. I'm gonna... I don't think I can go back to sleep, though. I'll stay up with whoever's watch it is. What time is it? Uh, too early for me. That's that's all I know. Right, well. I ain't going back to sleep at this point. Uh, is not going back to sleep either. As a matter of fact, she is, like, pacing, like, back and forth, uh, right by the hut. Really in her head about things. All right. So it sounds like it is... Thalias and Rogi are going back to bed, and everyone else is yeah. staying up. Yeah, it's Uhtred, Yando, and Vipira watch time. Uhtred wants to spend his watch, like, kind of right up in front of the doors, trying to study... I know he can't see the trap, but, like... Is there any way he could spend his watch, like, 
you know, trying to learn more about it. He's throwing bones into the into the room, <laughs> see if anything happens. All right, so Yando's going to make a perception check. Natural one. He's uh, he's really just kind of up right now because he can't go back to sleep. Because he he's in pain. Yeah, yeah. He's like, like ever try to like go to sleep when you've got like a toothache? Doesn't doesn't happen. All right, and uh, how about uh, Vipera? Vipera's not even gonna bother. Like, you can very clearly see that she is every now and again going up to that tree that's off to uh, the northwest okay. of the cabin up. and just like clawing that up. Every now and again, you probably hear a mutter along the lines of, he's up high, he's out of the way, I'm front line, there's a difference. And like just keeps on just like throwing nail after nail into the tree. Okay. During during one of those spouts, Yendo's going to kind of like wince his way over to Uhtred and be like, he's speaking to Uhtred, but kind of like glancing nervously at Vipira. And he's like, so what what exact what exactly did I miss? What's wrong with her? I uh, honestly, Yando, I I don't know. I took a bit of a dirt nap myself. Uh, from what I could kind of just piece together, I I don't know. I think Rogyard and Viperia got into it about something. I assume it was Rogyard because she keeps muttering about he's up high, I'm down low. She's crazy, but not insane. Yeah, all right. I mean, look at what she's doing to that poor tree. I'm not sure now's the best time to uh, be poking or bothering her. That's why I'm asking you, Trid. <laughs> uh, that's that's why there's a fan club for you. What? <laughs> I, I'm sorry, fan club. I'm still a little woozy from the dirt nap I took. All right. Well, we'll put a pin in that though. That sounds that sounds like something. You call it something, something catchy like, uh, like, like Yando's uh, fan club. Yando's fan club. No, no, <laughs> something better like Yando's fandos. No, that'll never work. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Only an idiot would like that name. What I do know, Yando, is somehow that trap that went off when we first entered reset and triggered a second time while we were still inside. I can't for the life of me figure out how that could even be possible. Yando gets pretty serious. At that point, he's just kind of like glowering at the tomb. And he says, uh, always a curveball with these undead. You think you got them figured out? But the, the fact of the matter is the magic that holds them together. Well, sometimes it has a life of its own or an unlife, as it were. Yeah, yes, unfortunately, this isn't our first encounter with the undead, so to say. But still, this tomb of Rosslers has been here as, well, almost as long as the town itself. I don't know, just that magical trap feels like it's it's different. It's, it's apart from the undead that are festering. Like it was here long before Rosslers' coffers suffered its great tragedy. You think that somebody put that here? Well, somebody had to have, right? It didn't just appear there out of nowhere. The more I think about it, I don't know of anyone that's ever 
entered the tomb as long as I've lived in Rossler's coffer, and that's about almost 20 years now. Why would somebody put a trap like that in the tomb, though? Well, I don't really know, but you only ever put a trap up to protect something. There's something in that tomb that long ago was put there meant to be kept hidden from the thoughts of any man of this kingdom. But for it to have been so long ago that the, the incarnation of the spirit of the town can't even remember. Whatever did all this, he kind of just gestures vaguely. It's no magic I've ever heard of. Nor I. The strength of the magic that did this. I don't know. It, it, I don't think it's common magic. I think that it's it's so it's so potent that it's I don't know it's like breaking the laws of nature uh, upon hearing that comment Uhtred's going to kind of look down and reach to the oval in his heart continue that's just kind of his reaction to hearing that like oh yeah. hmm, kind of like this <laughs> thing yeah he says uh, even back in my blind where we were safe the plants they were mutating and it was this odd like burst of life that they got but at the same time it, it's it was not for the plant's betterment almost cancerous looks like nothing has been for the betterment of their town but that kind of thing doesn't come from negative energy undead are created by negative energy they're sustained by it plants are killed by negative energy that's a really good point I kind of overlooked that fact. Just so much going on. And then there's that trap inside the tomb. I don't know. Maybe somebody did put it there. Or maybe whatever did all this had something to do with it. Maybe it's both. Maybe there was just a simple a simple fire trap or something that just got put there as a joke. And the magic that did all this took that and it warped it. That's what it does. It just... Whatever it is, it warps it. Whether it's alive or dead. I I hate the undead. But even undead seem natural compared to what all this is. It's very true. Whatever happened here is not something that happens if at all, ever. It's, it's like we're in some kind of crazy world where the rules of normality don't apply anymore. I can just only hope that if we make it out of here, the rest of Galarian is not suffering a similar fate. Well, boy, I didn't even think of that. I've been so focused on getting out of here. But you're right. It happened here. Could happen elsewhere. If for all we know, it has. That's what I'm afraid the most. We get out of our cage just to discover it was merely one room of a larger cage. This whispering way crawling all over town. Well, that's that doesn't bode well. But getting into this tomb, it seems like it's our only way forward right now. It definitely is. Whatever that trap is in the entrance, I don't know. It maybe it was just good for two for two blasts, or I don't know. Maybe it'll maybe it does just go off every minute. But it's just something that we'll have to deal with when everybody's rested. Agreed. I, this campaign just makes me have more and more fucking questions. Yes. <laughs> I, know, I love it. I can't wait for, for more information to 
unveil itself. All right, so that yeah, the rest of the watch passes with uh, with no surprises. It's not exactly uh, quiet with Vipera uh, kickboxing all night, but eventually the watch ends and everybody wakes up. Well, that's good news. So, uh, how does everyone feel about some uh, morning healing? Wake up, have a coffee, spend all my heals. You know how we do. I love this part. I mean, I'm missing like 30 health, so I could take it. Yando's missing a lot of health. He will also take it. All right. Uhtred's missing three health. Well, gather around. Nice. I, we needed that one. That was big. 13. Everyone heals. Ooh, oh, nice. Love it. So I'm only missing five now. Or I mean, I know... Some people are are still seriously injured. I can switch to targeted heals. Lay on hands is 4d6. The channel's 3d6, but it affects everybody. So, and we have the bead if someone is, you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm still missing like 19, and I'm sure Yendo's still down a bunch. Yes, he is. All right, I'll do one round of healing everyone. So hopefully, I'll get topped off, and you guys will get some more of what you need. Okay. Oh man, those things, they go down real fast. I start with seven, I currently, after this roll, have three. Oh, that was a good three. roll, though. Oh, that's a great roll. Twelve. Oh my goodness. Nice. Nice. I'm only down seven now, so. I mean, Rogar is never going to complain about more healing, but he's 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 okay. And our pal Yando, how, uh, how are you doing? Uh, he's, he's still negative um, a bit, uh, more than... Rogiar. Uh, but, but he feels feels a yeah. lot better. Feels like maybe we could go out yeah. with this amount. I mean he Yeah, I mean he he understands the concept of pacing yourself. He sees that, you know, everybody else is feeling pretty good. He got just he he was part of that double channel blast that everybody was part of. So he's just like he's like rolling his shoulder, kinda like kinda like wincing a little bit, but he seems like he's ready. As ready as he's gonna be. Alright. I'm going to use two charges of my Rod of Extend for Mage Armor and my Shield. Well, not Shield, the uh, uh, Barrier. Oh, Blade of Barrier. barrier. Okay. You guys are again standing before the entrance to Roslar's Tomb. What do you do? (sighs) Ideally, we should, you know, send one person in to trigger the trap so that we don't all take it. Good idea. Does anyone want to be the guinea pig? Vipira walks forward. Of course she does. Yep. So, Vipira, you enter the tomb, and you're standing in J1. Mm-hmm. Nothing happens. Yeah, but... Oh, I, I feel like... I feel like from before... Yeah, it, it triggered when we walked into the hallway. Yeah. So I feel walk- like I would have some level of knowledge of that. So you walk into the hallway? Yeah. Okay. All right, so you enter the hallway on the south side of J1, and the trap is triggered. The entryway and hallway are filled with negative energy, and your O-ball burns hot in your chest, and you feel it absorb all of the negative energy. The trap uh, fails its spellcraft check versus the spell resistance. Ho, 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 ho. That's sweet. <sighs> Clear. All right, you heard her. I recommend we don't uh, we don't linger in this uh, in this entryway. That's Agreed. where it gets you. Agreed. Okay, so 
You guys are standing where you last stood when you originally confronted the coffer crew. So anyone who wants to can give me an intelligence check here. Try to remember some of the layout of Roslar's tomb. Do you need to have intelligence to make an intelligence check? Well, you have intelligence. (laughs) I know. I'm I'm just joking. (laughs) You're a sentient creature. (laughs) I always get told I can't make checks because I don't have any skills on account of my low (laughs) intelligence. Well, I mean, you got you got an eight, which you know is okay as far as ability checks are concerned. But it's goddamn the rest of you. It's a positive (laughs) number, at least. Yeah, so that's a 17 from Rogar, a 20 from Uhtred, an 8 from Thalias, and an 18 from Vipira. I will again read the description text for this room. Faded and chipped murals line the walls of this long hall. Their exact portrayal is now impossible to discern. A wide alcove in the eastern end of the room contains the base of a large statue, but nothing of the statue remains except two stone stumps that resemble horses' hooves. The floor is uneven and sags near the middle of the room. Two hallways in the western half of the room lead north and south, which is where you guys came from. A large stone door exits to the north, opposite a small stone door to the south. So, if you're remembering the layout of this tomb, you would know that to go down to the next level, you would take a right. Okay. If I remember anything, it, it's you sh- we should go south in order to go down but I also don't want anything sneaking up from behind us. So maybe we should check the other room. Oh, now she's worried about stuff coming up from behind ah, us. You know what, Rogar? Got him. You know what, Rogar? I didn't see you walking in here, and last time I checked, you still haven't touched the ground. What's your point? You've been standing behind us as your wall this entire time. If you want to take on the next one, be my guest. The last time I checked... I have far, far more loyalty to this group than you do. Whoa, whoa, Oh, whoa. now hold the fuck up, girl. Hold on. You want to talk about loyalty? From the person that just charges ahead with no thought to what anyone else in this group is doing? <laughs> that's that's the pot calling the kettle black, isn't it? Enough, what are you, you talking two! about? Look where we are. Is this the time and place for this? No one's perfect. You have an issue. Settle it when we're not trying to fight a whole tomb of undead. Well said, Uhtred. Uhtred's going to move up to the northern door. I follow Uhtred. That's a leader right there. (laughs) And you guys were scaring (laughs) Elksley. And I'll open the door very cautiously because I don't want to be in the front. (laughs) (laughs) But I just got all loud in daddy voice, so... But you're, feel a, like you're a I gentleman. Put in the, yeah, you're like, go up to the door, open it so that Elias can walk in first. <laughs> After you, miss. Oh, I thank you. So the door opens, and several wires hang loosely from the ceiling, and the remains of a broken stone bench are heaped against the western wall. A door exits to the south, where you stand, and a set of filthy stairs leads down to the east. Oh. So I thought this you, was the room that didn't lead down. Based on your memory of the layout of this place, you didn't go into the room opposite the stairs in the other version of Roslar's, co- uh, Roslar's tomb. So for all you know, there could have been stairs in that room as well. Right. But okay. this room does look pretty familiar to you. In fact, you would probably remember fighting that giant caterpillar in this room. 
Uh, and yet that room, based on your memory, should have been the one to the south. Yeah. It seems like maybe this place is mirrored compared to what we did in the boneyard. So if this is over here, then what was here should be over there. And I start doing a wicked clue, walking to the other door, well, just to open it and see. in that room by himself. Yeah. So I, I'm going to open the southern door now. Okay. A small basin filled nearly to the brim with dust protrudes from the southern wall below a few smudges of faded paint. A narrow stone door leads to the north where you stand. Does this look familiar? Anybody? A lot of dust in here. I don't know. Does it, GM? No, it does not look familiar to you. All right. Uh, is going to use his his basic aerokinesis to, like, just blow the dust out of the basin. Yeah, if you start to wind up with that, I flee from this room. <laughs> I don't need to be in there when the <laughs> fucking dust goes everywhere. I'm not shooting a blast. I'm basically just kind of like brushing oh. it away with a little puff of air. Oh, okay. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Your okay just comes in. Ha! <laughs> I mean, you guys have seen the Sandlot, right? Where the fucking vacuum explodes on that kid? <laughs> I don't need none of that. Wow, uh, wow. All right. So, yeah, Rogiar is just kind of like sweeping the dust side to side out of the basin. And after a a second or two of clearing some dust out, you do see that there is some sort of object buried in the dust. Uhtred would also uh, detect a magical aura coming from inside that basin. Spellcraft 15. You uh, fail to identify the magical aura and also, I mean, you, you can't exactly see anything yet. Like, it's still in the process of being... Right, uncovered. Yeah, but Regardless, yeah, you fail to identify what the aura is. All right. Well, once we get all the dust out of the basin, what is the object? There are two objects in the basin. The first, the large one, the one that you immediately realized was there after playing with the dust, is a stone tile several inches across. The tile bears a carving of a stylized pair of feathering wings. Is that what was detecting magic? No. The second object is a seemingly normal pearl, but it's emitting a magical aura. A pearl, you say? Yes. Not a bead? Correct. Of average size and luster. And the stone tablet just has the carving of feathery wings? Yes. Is there a knowledge check? Uh, religion? You can give me another intelligence check. Uh, 14 for Rogier. 23 for Uhtred. Uhtred, you recognize this tile. You remember stepping on it the last wow. time you guys were in Roslar's tomb. This this is one of those tiles we had to step on when we were in the Boneyard version of this tomb. That was all centered around Erasni. What is it doing up here in a basin? So Uhtred's going to pick that up. That's coming with us. Oh, the pearl probably should, too. All I right. assume that's what was identifying as magical. Yep. Correct. All yeah. right, so I'll, I'll pick those up. Again, put them in this magical place that I put things since I have no backpack. You know when I mean, someone you, goes to, it's like... It's a pearl. You can put it in your pocket. Yeah. Well, but the but stone like tablet. The tile. <laughs> yeah, maybe, like, well, hand that to... Yeah, okay, I'll give that to... <laughs> to Elias or myself. <laughs> Would one of you two mind putting this in the backpack? I think we might need it. 
pretty soon. I'll load it up on uh, old Elksy. So what do you guys do? Well, I guess uh, downstairs, back into the depths of the tomb. I'll tell you, it's a lot worse going deeper into the tomb than exiting. <laughs> right? <laughs> and I, Uchut's going to step into J4 and wow, 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 wow. Uh, it, you do it, not detect any magical auras. All right, well, just be ready, because every goddamn room is getting it. Oh, sure, yeah. And perception check, 14. Nothing's uh, jumping out at you. All right, get ready for those, too. Uchud's been like, there's something fucking going on with Rosslar. All the shit with this tomb. He almost is more concerned about combing every inch of it than he is about actually dealing with the undead. All right, let's, uh, let's do this. Okay, so you walk down the the stairs and you exit out into another room and the discolored paintings along the northern wall depict a few types of weapons, including several rapiers and lances. Indentations in the wall hold plaques under each illustration, but the plaques are all blank. A short hallway to the east leads to a set of stairs going up where you came from and a rough passage in the stone leads west. The south wall contains the frame for a doorway, but it is blocked with solid stone. In the far corner of the room, far southwest corner, you see a cloaked figure facing away from you and just like, like just in the corner facing the, there's like, there's like the wall, the southern wall. And then there's like rubble as if the ceiling above had collapsed. And it is just in that corner, like Blair Witch style, looking away from you. And you can just hear, like, Uh, Kill it with fire. Not this again. (laughs) Dude. What do you guys do? Uh, Thalias, you're in front. Yeah, we, yeah, let's put this one on Thalias. We uh, <laughs> we kill this thing, right? I mean, we don't ask questions. We don't. We just we put it down, right? Well, maybe you want to detect evil. I'm always detecting evil, baby. Give it a sniff. I give it the sniff. <laughs> so, you, so you're focusing your detect evil on this cloaked creature. Uh, yeah, and I'm ready to put it down if it stops crying and starts fighting. But until then, uh, I'm not approaching it or anything. I'm just making sure it's evil. If there's anything in here that we come across that's not evil, I'm going to be highly surprised. (laughs) Okay. So as a move action, you focus your detect evil on this cloaked figure, and you're met with a moderately strong evil aura. Mm. Uh, But yeah, it's just... (laughs) It's evil, all right. (laughs) And it... But just between, like, you guys standing there, you probably, like... What is it? Is it evil? I don't know. And it it seems to hear you, and a hand can be seen kind of like protruding from the folds of the cloak, and a finger like beckons you over, and it says, please come closer. Now that makes me not want to come closer. Yeah. Is that finger <laughs> flesh co- covered? It's kind of hard to uh, make that out from here. And also, I feel like I need to ask... What's the uh what are the lighting conditions like? Dancing lights, remember? Okay. Just making sure. Um and you're just uh like keeping a light on 
like certain. I'll send a light over to islands. like really brighten her up. What is this thing? Uh, all you can really see is a cloaked figure. The hand looks like a human hand. I will say, Vipira, if like Thalias starts making his move, she's just gonna follow right after him. I say we get the ranged people to blast this thing, and maybe we don't even have to get near it. Can we? Are we in a situation where Yando can take out his bow, train it? Rogar can, you know, start casting his wind magic, and then Vipira and I and uh, Uhtred can be ready to sort of just pound him. Well, I, I, I thought, thought we, I thought you were gonna be like an Uhtred and Vipira and I can just stand back and watch. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> if if um, Rogar does what he does and Yando happens to get lucky, it's not out of the question that. <laughs> falls over in the corner so I think yeah. uh, we could but the issue might be we'll have to put the squishy people in front so if it they don't just blow it away now look at where we are if that thing comes and attacks one of us we're all kind of stuck before I do this like I'm perfectly willing to charge in and smite this thing in fact that would That's be my a- preference Although I do remember from the last time there was like exploding shit and like area magic and and all kinds of stuff that was not conducive to just going in and blasting it. Why, why don't we try this? Who who are you and what are you? How did you get down here? You start a dialogue with it. I was like talking to it. What a novel idea! Yeah. <laughs> but the Mix last one we us. talked to didn't uh, didn't it just start attacking? Well, let's see if any of us actually know this person all right, first. All right. Sounds good. It just keeps saying, please come closer. Why? Yeah. Are you hurt? Uh, yes, please come closer. It's the only way. All right, I'm, I'm ready to blast it. That's a, that's a sense motive on the... He's like, are you injured? Uh, yes, come closer. I, would I don't think so. <laughs> Why? That didn't say... <laughs> That didn't sound convincing to you. <laughs> That's the only way. <laughs> hmm. Okay. So what'd you get on that uh, sense motive check? Uh, natural 20 for a 30. Uh, it sounded less than convincing. <laughs> All right. Yeah, R- Rogar is uh, he's ready to just blast it. Viper gives like two taps on the shoulder to the flies like, I'm ready. All right, then. <laughs> the surprise <laughs> round is on your command. Like, you're good. Yeah. All right, I give the team one final nod. Like, this is happening. Everyone ready? I'm going to go in. So don't don't leave me high Uchid, and dry. Uchid returns your silent nod. Okay, here we go. I charge. And we'll see you next time. Oh, oh. Inspired and Confidence Podcast. Oh my god. Perfect. See ya. See ya. See ya. See ya. See ya.